This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we celebrate our 100th episode with our moms and talk about if it really was easier being a mom back in the good old days before everything could kill us. Woo! 100th episode. Yeah. Wow. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. It's kind of a relief now because now it's like now that this is like our... You know, it's, it's like it's essentially it's our last episode. Yeah, obviously, right? like we've now it's done all, it. Every, We're done. Everything's right? just jumping the shark, <laughs> podcast wise in parenting. Pretty, I mean, we've covered everything. We at should this just. Point. I say we just commit to only over talking mommy wars. Okay, and good. To, to the point where it becomes good. a real thing. Yeah, and I think we should also shift our Let's gear. Let's start a mommy war. Yeah. Let's start a mommy war. That's all that's left to do. The next 100 episodes, guys, <laughs> is us starting a mommy war and making you feel bad about not doing as good a job yeah. as we are at parenting. It's going to be more laughing <laughs> and more judging. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm excited about today's show. Me too. I love talking to our moms. Yeah, me too. They're the best. They are the best. But before we talk to our moms, how are you? I'm really good. Um, yeah, my kids are like weirdly super cute and fun right now, which I assume is gonna like come crashing down in some terrible way, sure, like, really soon. But they were high fiving each other and hugging each other this morning, just as an example. Like, right. they're just super cute right now. But I will say, there is one thing that's weighing on me today. Okay, and that is that I'm wearing super embarrassing mom shoes. And it just all right, I'm gonna me, let you talk let it me out. Talk about it. Talk it right? out. Okay, I I have okay. I have foot pain now <laughs> because I'm an old person apparently, <laughs> and also because I hate shoes, and so I've been going barefoot for 34 years. Right. <laughs> and which, according to my doctor, is totally fine if you're only walking on soft dirt. Sure. So, but since you but live I in Los Angeles, been doing that much of walking on soft dirt, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Been doing a lot more of walking on like hardwood and then like the concrete. And, yeah, and cement. Meant, yeah. So, and flip flops, just like stupid flip flops. Yeah. So, anyways, my feet are all fucked up, and I've been in so much pain. I've been literally like limping around the house. Aww. So I, and I've ha- I haven't had time to like go try on a quadrillion pairs of shoes and they're all so ugly right so I found this one pair of (laughs) flip-flops and I'm telling you like I'm so embarrassed to wear them but I don't care because they make my feet feel so amazing Uh like the arch support and just everything about like it makes Jesse feel really sad when he sees me But, but I it's okay because I'm my feet are so happy right now like I can't even express to you and so today I don't know what I don't know what the future holds but I can tell you that today I'm totally happy with my embarrassing mom shoes well it shows you how little 
interest I have in my own personal shoe wear. But I'm like, I love those shoes. Oh. <laughs> I almost said something when you walked in. I'm like, those are, those are good looking flip flops. They look comfortable. <laughs> well, they're, they are. They're well, extremely they're, comfortable. Nice. They're basically, okay, they're not, I'm exaggerating for the sake of. No, effect, no, no. They're like, awful. And Teresa. They're, they're like outdoorsy. They're outdoorsy. <laughs> Like cushion. They're active flip flops. They're active flip flops. You're for active moms on the go. Exactly. They are for active moms on the well, go. Welcome to the next phase of your life. Yeah, this is how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. How are you? Uh, I have been sick for a very long time. Oh. And we just oh. got over. Oh, I have had like a cold mm-hmm. for two weeks. Mm. And it's been pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And then. Starting on Friday began the domino effect of the vomit bug hitting our house, starting with Ellis, going to Stefan, going to Katie Bell, and then mm-hmm. finally resting on me. Oh, God. Luckily, it was 24 hours, so everybody was, like, fine. Mm-hmm. With the, after my 24 hours, I just woke up to the cold still being there. Right, right. So uh, it's been a very oh, brutal, long horrible. weekend, and I wanted to take a moment— on this 100th episode, to compliment my partner, Stefan Lawrence. It's time to compliment your partner. So basically, the whole house was sick, and Stefan was great. He, I mean, he wasn't a hero by any means, <laughs> okay? No more than I, mm-hmm. but he was a really good dad. Mm-hmm. And he was a really good friend to me. Mm. I, I don't think he complained once throughout that whole weekend. Wow. And he was barfing, too. He had a day where he was totally out of commission for 24 hours. Uh-huh. But then the other days, he was up and doing it while I was out. Wow. And, you know, I I, I complained. I was a real pill. And he was not. And it leads me to, like, all those, you know, you know things like... I, the one in our house who leaves the laundry everywhere, it's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. The one who doesn't replace the toilet paper roll, it's me. Mm-hmm. The one who does all those things that, like, makes everybody crazy and complains and is, like, totally the, like, Mr. Lockhorn in the Lockhorn comic strip, <laughs> it's kind of me. So I just wanted to say thank you to Stefan, who has also been 100% supportive of this show and us making this show. Uh, so thank you, Stefan. You are doing a really good job. Job. Good job, Stefan. Good job. Speaking of good jobs, do you know who was doing a good job back in the day? Who? Parents. Yeah. You, you know why? Kind of. You know why? Why? Because it was easier. Oh, yeah. It was way easier. Yeah. Therefore, to do a good job. To do a good job. Yeah. Back in the day. Totally. So let's spend today wistfully wishing we were back in the day. All right. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. There is a concept Floating around mm-hmm. that you may have heard. What's that? Uh, it, it is that our parents had it really easy. 
Oh, yeah. When they were parents. Yeah. And that kids back then had a lot more freedom. Yeah. Uh, This is a concept you might hear at a cocktail party. Mm -hmm. Uh, This especially, like, let's say you're maybe talking with another parent Mm -hmm. or with somebody who doesn't have kids. Sure. You guys are all crazy. Our parents never did X, Y, and Z. It usually comes up when you see an article of parents being arrested because they let their child walk to a library. Right. That brings out this 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 concept a lot. Yeah. Um, When you're you yourself are incredibly frustrated Mm -hmm. with something that you're trying to do for your child. Oh, my mother never had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Lots of articles going around with lists of wasn't it easier? Oh yeah, my mom just like drank and smoked and <laughs> smoked in the house. <laughs> That's while always I the top was, like, one. While I was locked out, my mother like, drank through outside. my whole pregnancy, yeah. and she did cocaine and heroin, <laughs> and she used to drive a stock car, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like it was just like whatever. Yeah, which um, we're supposed to be nostalgic about. Like yeah. I could be doing heroin right now. Like, God, they were so lucky. Um. And I really want us to talk about this today because I do think this concept has a couple of running themes in it. Mm-hmm. One is that our parents didn't care about anything mm-hmm. uh, the same way we do. Mm-hmm. They weren't stressed out about trying to entertain us all the time. There was no Pinterest. There was no over-the-top elaborate birthday parties. They just locked us outside of the house yeah. and then rang a bell or whatever, and we came back for dinner, and that was it. No one cared (laughs) about their children. Uh, Two, we were surrounded by dangerous things, and that was all right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And three, that we ourselves were totally capable of having tons of freedom, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, without any guidance. Yeah. Um, Do you think any of that is true? (laughs) (laughs) I think to a certain extent, some of it is probably true in the sense that, like, just generally speaking, we, you know, we've had the free range mom on here before. Yeah. And I think the idea behind that philosophy is just that um, giving kids more freedom is better for everyone. Right. Because the parents have it better when they get more kind of get more space and um, give the kids more opportunity to learn to be independent. The kids are forced to learn to be independent and then they get confidence out of that and they get competent at things in life. So that general idea, I think totally, I'm totally on board for maybe that was better. And I think like we can talk about like why it's not like that anymore. I mean, I think in big part it's, just due to the media. Yeah, I was um, going to say, and but, actually, actually, I would like to talk about that. Real okay, quick. I think I think that is a difference between now and then. Yeah, like and a maybe, true difference. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that that we have so much more access mm. as parents and as non-parents mm-hmm. to what parents are doing or should be doing. Like there is, I think about the letting your as soon as you said it's good for you. To have that time when your kids are out being independent. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind was like a social media campaign against you telling you that you're being neglectful of your children. Yeah. Right? Like that yeah. there's this guilt that yeah. you, sh- you should be with your kids all the time. Right. Um, and yeah, so I feel like, you know, we're suddenly so open to everybody watching and there's much more of an opportunity for people to comment mm-hmm. on your choices as a parent mm-hmm. um, as... In, a, in an anonymous way, 
Yeah. As opposed to your neighbors watching you let your kid go out and them yelling at your kid, go back to your house or coming up to you and saying, hey, I saw your kid digging up my yard. That's not okay. (laughs) Yeah. As opposed to that kid's digging up my yard. I'm going to call the police because Because that child's being neglected. Right. Yeah. See, so like I feel like maybe we have an opportunity to be more anonymous now. Uh And I think that maybe plays into that a little bit. Yeah, but I think a lot of it is just the fears that, like, have been kind of pushed by the media, I think, too. Like, there's this idea that, like, so many things can go wrong. Like, so many terrible things can befall your children. And therefore, like, you're, you're a bad parent for not preventing every possible foreseeable thing. Right. You know, like, you need to just prevent every possible foreseeable thing, which is not really humanly possible. And, like, right. I mean, I don't know. I think the the flip side of all of this is, like, back in the day, there are a lot of things that did hurt kids <laughs> right. and caused kids to die. Like, right. I mean, a lot of the things that we have now, <laughs> like, really amazing car seats and, you know, other, you know, other, like... Safety- Getting rid of aerosol sprays and, yeah. you know, not actually letting kids ride in the back of pickup trucks right to the mall totally i'm not saying down to the end of the block i'm like to the mall you know what i mean like yeah yeah and like you know there's certain things that like we know about diabetes now so we don't just give our kids tons of soda like you know what i mean there's like lots of things that are changes that are actually for everybody's health and safety which like who's gonna i mean are you really gonna argue you well, know what that's i, mean? what I was like, gonna say like is there you know is ignorance <laughs> not knowing really better is anybody really truly sitting there saying gosh i wish i could just let my kid roll around in the back seats yeah of the station wagon yeah like totally unfettered right yeah. like okay sometimes i do but <laughs> sometimes i do a little bit you can park your car and, uh, all right kids we're driving yeah. to the end of the driveway <laughs> that's it that's your taste of mother's life um but like I, you're right i don't think there's like that's like one thing i think is a falsity from this concept yeah i think this like concept that at all yeah. we wish that things were as dangerous as they were. Yeah. We're confusing a little bit. I think I think people tend to romanticize not knowing yeah. with, you know, real danger. You know totally. what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. because easily we could sit there and smoke all day long. Yeah. <laughs> because we didn't know that caused cancer. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder sometimes, like, what our kids, and it's like such, there's such a, like, like, arrogance, Mm-hmm. to this whole concept. Totally. One, it's as if there's a there's a to me when I see this concept come up, I think that the person saying it is completely blind to their parents having said it mm-hmm. and the parents before them having said it. Mm-hmm. I was watching Leave It to Beaver and I watched those those cleavers mm-hmm. talk about I can't believe Wally goes to the movies all the time. Our parents had it so much easier. Verbatim, they said this. Our parents had it so much easier. There were no movies or comic books to distract us. We just went outside and played all day. Well, I'm so curious to ask our moms later in the show how they felt. Because, yeah, I think there is this idea... That, like, it was so easy back then, and now it's, there's so many, like, our expectations for ourselves are so much higher, and, you know, there's all these things we have to do to keep our kids safe, and, I mean, 
But are we this crazy? Here's the other thing. We get tricked by the media all the time yeah. into thinking the world is a worse place or that mothers are doing yeah. a bad job, whatever. Yeah. Like another point in this these, this concept that comes out yeah. is that we're overdoing and right. that we're raising a That's generation true. of like infants. Totally. That we're going to have yeah. a bunch of like grown man babies yeah. and man ladies yeah, who, who are, are afraid of everything who are afraid can't of everything for themselves right. yeah is that really happening like the fact if i even if i do personally mm-hmm. as an individual want to hand make everything for my child's sixth birthday party yeah. right is that or i want them to learn how to use a tool well before i just send them out to the world to whittle away at a tree with a knife yeah, and you know figure what I mean? it out right themselves. figure it out yeah like is this yeah. is this really a thing? Is I don't is it sort of like mommy wars? Is mommy? I we don't think mommy yeah. wars is a fucking thing. I think yeah. it makes good articles. Yeah, and I think occasionally people have disagreements, whatever. Yeah, but are we really raising a generation of idiots? God, or is this just like, or did we just as part of the whole campaign that sort of happens against yeah. parents? Yeah, people. Some people just don't like parents mm-hmm. or kids. You know, is it more fun to write the story or have the TV episode or the movie uh, and blow up the one parent who may be overdoing with their kid? Mm-hmm. That happens. It's not a big deal. You know totally. what I mean? That totally is a thing. Well, but that's not speaking for. Every single child. No, it's not. And I think, um, I think like human nature is that, you know, you see toddlers will decide for themselves. I'm doing this myself. Right. I, they won't let you do everything for them. At <laughs> right. a certain point, every kid goes through that. Yeah. You know? And I think every parent also, fit, like, even if you're super codependent with your kid, God forbid, <laughs> like, you're still going to have a time where you're just like, God, I just need them to figure out how to do this thing by themselves. But I think one thing that what you just said made, made me think of is that's maybe kind of interesting is it's almost like this concept is like a cry for help. Like Mm. um, maybe we are putting, we as a society, like are putting so much pressure on ourselves as moms to do all of these things that like making a statement, like if we don't cut back on this insanity, Mm -hmm. we're going to raise a generation of baby Mm. children, baby people (laughs) who can't do anything. That is like, it's almost like it's using that like fear to like in the opposite direction right. to say like whoa like hold up there is there is like some harm that can be done from Overdoing. like pr- from overprotecting everybody all the and time usually and usually it's like, to you the parents <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, but it's, it's but yeah. you know what i mean like i feel i definitely feel that 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 concept has been positive for me just in the sense of like reminding myself um you know, well, I don't want to be like help, like over helping this kid, my kid, right. like do this stuff. Like he can struggle with this stuff. I need to let him struggle with that because that struggle is gonna like help him be able to do it. Like, right? Though, you know what I mean? Like, well, but I feel like that's definitely that has to be a discussion that every parent has had in their head their mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. It's not like our kids are the first kids to be like, I want to do this myself, and then right. you stand there and wrestle with, do I let my kid? Yeah. Try and open this pickle jar, right. knowing it's gonna crash to the floor and crash right. my house. Like, what? Yeah. What's more important? Yeah. Him gaining the sense of independence. Yeah. Or like me keeping control over my house and child. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, is, so is that inner dialogue only about today, though? Because that inner dialogue mm. assumes that you are privileged and educated enough to like sit there and go, 
what's the best appropriate response? Mm. What do I do in this situation that will be best for my child? As opposed to just like, this is what I'm doing right now see, because I need to open my fucking pickle jar. Do you see, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, see, but I, no, see, I, aha. See, I okay. think every parent, I think every parent it's weird forever. to assume yeah. that no matter where you're from, like yeah. what country or where you're from or like how you were brought up or like whatever, you yeah. went to school or you didn't go to school, like what the fuck ever, yeah. helps a kid and said kid, whatever, <laughs> that when you're standing there facing yeah. your three-year-old who wants to like carry that fucking bowl of cereal to the table, yeah. that you go, uh, no matter really? how that comes across, I genuinely think it, it is what gets me through the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the thought that all of us are having that conversation with ourselves, that that is a parental universal, is my thought. See, I feel like, and I buy that. I (laughs) I do. I buy that. However, I think this idea that, like, our parents had it better back then assumes that they weren't having those like conversations with themselves. Like right, yes, it, it yes. assumes, right? Yes, I agree. It assumes yes. like they didn't care if they, if, about teaching. They were right. just doing their thing, and like yes. kids caught on. Right, like, they were. Their job was like to feed, clothe, and bathe the children, and right. like love them, totally love them. Right. But like that's it. Yeah, no, that's, I mean? that's what I mean. That's like that. Yeah. Yes, the core yeah. problem with this yeah. concept is that a, I think they're all written by the children. You never see the parents. Right. Oh, yeah. Life was, in fact, easier for me well, back then. Well, no one's going to want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, yes, at the core, I think that is true, that the concept is total bullshit okay. because it is hard, yeah. like all things historical, like yeah. all things you have to look back at. Yeah. No war has ever been fought before yeah. this war. Yeah. No president's right. ever like, been as bad as yeah. this president. And no generation of parents has had more stress yeah. than my ge- No one had that it harder. Is what, but that is what, yeah. So that yes. is fascinating because that is what we're saying. Like even, even the, even not like the articles that are specifically about how like great our parents had it right. like in a joking way like there is this like there is this thing going around that like parents really have it hard today there yeah. is a, so much pressure on parents and I don't know is that true I don't think I wasn't tr- a parent in any other generation <laughs> I don't think I don't, it's true I think every generation takes a sense of privilege to be totally selfish yeah. and blind to all things that come before it. Mm. Until their kids have kids and they can look back and say, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I think it's totally every generation does okay. this. All right. And we're going to prove or disprove this <laughs> by talking to our mothers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Teresa, yes. I have a problem. What? All of my beautiful photos are on Instagram, and I can't get them off or do anything with them. Have you heard of Books to Me? Tell me. Books to Me is a solution for getting your photos off Instagram and into your hands. Hey, I have. It's a monthly or quarterly subscription you can get that will automatically pull every photo that you post during that time, lay them out, and print them in a book and ship it directly to you. That's right. And you can learn more at Books to Me. That's books2.me. It's B-O-O-K-S-T-O dot me. And when you sign up with the promo code One Bad Mother, all one word, One Bad Mother, you will get your first month free. 
Woo! Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This this just worked, and it, it's worked a few times, <laughs> but it's not. I shouldn't do it every day, but okay. Just a big juice bar, like one of those big popsicles that's like a big mm. juice bar. Yeah. Um. If I just like give that to my kids, they sit there so quietly and so happily, and it takes them forever to finish it. Yeah. And they like it so much that they will finish the whole thing. Nice. So I've had a couple times where I've been like totally overwhelmed, and I just gave them those like juice bars. And then I was like, peacefully cleaning the kitchen just like doing nice. what I needed to do and they were just so happy it was just everybody was happy good job yeah, thanks uh mine is simply that three days of vomiting in my house yeah. and Stefan being out for everybody else's vomit Ooh. including my own uh it was I just I just did it so much vomit. and there was a moment in like wiping up cleaning up the yeah. vomit right where I was just handling everything, and yeah. I was like, this is so similar to that moment where you're like, I'm about to have to travel across country with children. I'm never going to be able to do this. And then you just, like, shift gears, and you, like, mom up, and you're like, I'm doing it, mm -hmm. and I feel great on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly how three days of vomit in your house can make you feel. Yeah. You can spin it to be like, I just nailed that. I just Totally. I didn't leave puke in the house for five days. Uh -uh. I nailed it. Yeah. Good so that, job. Thank you. My four-year-old daughter uh, found a superhero cape, put it on today, and started flying around the house with her arm outstretched like Superman, and started saying, Mommy, what do you need Super Zoe to do? I'm here to save the day. And so I thought, well, there's some laundry that needs to be picked <laughs> up and some tables that need to be washed. So sure enough, she picks it all up, she cleans the house, <laughs> and she's still doing it right now. So I feel like that's uh, a bit of a genius moment. Love the show. Bye, guys. I always like Great. it when moms call in the moment something's happening. Yeah. I, I love to imagine them, like, next to the fridge or yeah. something, like, not wanting to be so loud they disturb the kid or whatever. Yeah. But I, I could hear the delight in her voice that this was working. Yeah. I love that. That's why you need to have the number in your phone. <laughs> Just speed dial. Just have it in your phone, ready to go. <laughs> you could even list it as genius. Even though it's the same yeah. number, you could have three listings for it. Genius fail and rant. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love Look it. Just make it really simple on yourself. That's right. Well, good job, Mom. Yeah, that was job. awesome. Failures. Let's fail unlike any generation before us. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Yeah, so it was Easter this past weekend. <laughs> was it? I was yeah, throwing up. <laughs> sorry. Um, and I heard from my neighbor that this Easter egg hunt was going to be going on at this like yoga <laughs> retreat center near where we live. And so I was like, great, that's what we'll do. 
and I invited like some friends and their kids and then we went up there and we actually walked and it's kind of far oh. and um we got there and like no one was there and I texted my neighbor I'm like we're here what's what's up and she's like oh it was yesterday <laughs> it, happened, like, it happened the day before it happened Saturday I don't it's know it's not Easter it's not Easter but I guess that was I don't know that was when they did it um so I felt really bad yeah. especially for Simon because he was like all yeah. dressed up and ah. like talked it up to him and blah 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 we did one in our backyard and he was fine with that, but it was still I felt brittle. Really bad. That was really awful. Bad. Yeah, that was, was awful. awful. I could have just looked it up. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Make mine short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, I had to make Katie Bell some gold shoes for a play that she was in because mm-hmm. no one is selling gold shoes right now in mm-hmm. the city of Pasadena. So I'm going to like mod podge and like glitter glue these shoes. So I go to buy my gold glitter, it's in a jar. With a cap on it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Ellis wants to hold it. Okay. Because I'm sure this thing has like a safety seal between the lid and the jar. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I give it to Ellis. He's in the car. He's happy. He's shaking. We get to the what? Payless to get some shoes. And I <laughs> I have the thoughts going through my head. But I'm yeah. like. You're like, that can't happen. That's not going to happen. No. It's a brand new thing of glitter. Yeah. And I open the backseat door. <laughs> it is like a fucking disco in there. Oh he, there's. There's a lot of glitter. Yeah. Uh, two sizes. Fine fine dust and big circle glitter. Yeah. Uh, and he's happy. And it, you know what? We survived. It yeah. was fine. But I, I, I literally just opened the door to failure. Yeah. It was, it was not. It was awful. That There's sucks. glitter everywhere still. Hi, one bed mother. I just sent a fucking diaper through the fucking wash. <laughs> what the hell? Ooh. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> I assume she means a disposable diaper. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I would assume so. That's, that's pretty bad. Pretty gross. Oh god. Yuck. I don't even want to think about uh, that. It's really a bad thing. Like I yeah. You can see that happening. I, I'm I've surprised sent, that hasn't happened to me now. I've that sent I hear a that. lot of horrible things through the washer. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like a diaper would be so I know how bad, therefore, a diaper oh, would, would be, be yes. given the things yes. I've sent through. Okay. Well, you're doing a very bad job. <laughs> <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa, yes. On this 100th episode, let's call our moms. Okay. And we're going to start calling my mama. Great. I know. I'm very excited. And today we are going to uh, be talking to them about how much easier it was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Hello, mama. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> Hello, Teresa. <laughs> Hello. Um, so we're just going to jump into this. Mama, Teresa and I have been discussing the concept that is floating around right now, and I believe has floated around generation after (laughs) generation, that um, parenting is very hard for us and was much easier for you. And (laughs) 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 And that every generation gets to say this and selfishly think it's true uh, as our given right. Um, so the 
first day, we thought we would have you on and Teresa's mom on in a little bit to ask you uh, some specifics to see if this concept holds true. And the first thing we want to talk about, and I will take your 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 outburst of laughter mm-hmm. uh, as this may be not being a factual concept. Mm-hmm. One of the things I know that uh, leads to this concept for our generation is that there is a ton of pressure to be the perfect parents. You've got a million parenting trends and parenting styles coming at you through magazines, the internet, newspapers, television shows. All these things are around us feeding into our pressure and guilt as moms. And I guess the assumption is that there were no parenting trends (laughs) when you were parenting and you had no pressure. is <laughs> and it was just have a baby carefree life do you mind uh, addressing that is is that true uh, well no none of that is true <laughs> uh but we you know just having a baby you know you invite this child to come live with you and before you know it you're just so worried you can hardly talk straight and all you can talk about is the baby and um but I lucked out a little bit in that my parents didn't pay any attention to what any other parents did. Uh, <laughs> they just, I mean, it was just, that's the way it was. So I didn't come up with this idea that I had to do everything. I had Dr. Spock, <laughs> and I had this other book, and I don't remember who wrote it, but his whole theory was when the child hit two or three and began doing things you didn't want them to do, you would say, the glass is not for throwing. Here is a ball. The ball is for throwing. The dog is not for biting. Uh, And that type of thing. And those were the two things I had. And we... Makes sense. Yeah, right? uh, Both very logical approaches to parenting. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I know that there was a world spinning out there around us but, like, when y'all went into preschool and I began interacting with other preschool moms, mm. the warriors just found each other. Mm. We just would worry, worry, and look over askance at these people that didn't seem to be worrying <laughs> about their children. So, no, I, I yes, there was pressure, but we never bit into, we have to join the country club, or you have to speak four languages, or here are some flashcards, let me flash. Uh, you know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't do any of that. The part that stood out to me was the idea of, like, finding the other warriors, and mm-hmm. then kind of, like, looking at the other parents who didn't seem worried and wondering what was going on with them, which I think... <laughs> I think all of us can relate to something similar to that, you know, finding parent like-minded parents and then kind of that judging thing coming up where, or maybe not judging, but just you're, you're approaching this differently than the way I'm approaching this. And is that okay? You know, that fear of like, is it okay that I'm doing it this way and you're doing it that way? Right, right. Um, Which I think is totally goes to something we assume is only something going on now. Right, right, right. No, no, it it wasn't. But you know, Papa told me the strangest thing, and I believed him. I didn't have Mama when Helen Michelle was little, and you were little, and so what questions I had, I directed to Papa, and he said, 
you know, I said, I just don't, I'm reading these books and I'm trying to do what it says, but I'm so worried about it and I'm worried I'm going to break them, I'm going to hurt them, I'm going to make them dumb. And he said two things. He said, you're going to worry until they're 30 years old. And I thought, oh, okay, huh, okay, it's okay to worry. And if all this pain is going to stop when they're 30. Now, half of that was right. And then um, the other thing was he said, you know, every child comes with their own directions. Just follow them. <laughs> so, you know, it's like tossing up a big bucket of confetti over my head <laughs> and saying, put, put this together. So, <laughs> Well, another big point that these articles make is that, you, that, again, your generation of parents had it so much easier because there was the, the, the pressure of childproofing. There were no car seats. There were no, you know, I, I guess you could open Tylenol bottles willy-nilly. Oh, <laughs> you can't. oh no. Yeah, no, wait, listen. Was there childproofing? What was the safety yeah, issues? No, yeah. Well, safety really was the first thing with your father. Your father, that's so funny. Mike. With Mike <laughs> and me. Was, that was the, the power button around everything we did. And yes, we did have plugs that uh, went into the outlets. We had uh, ways to keep the cabinet doors locked, the drawers locked, and we didn't put anything out that we thought you could hurt yourself on. Of course, y'all always managed to surprise <laughs> us. But we also never put anything out that we cared a lot about, like, say, a particular vase or antique or something. If there was any chance that I could get mad or he could get mm-hmm. mad if y'all tore it up. Then it just didn't come out until y'all moved away. <laughs> so, um, or until you grew up a little more. But, right. uh, no, me. we were very conscious of that. And Helen Michelle had a car seat. Yeah. She had to ride facing backwards. I remember that. <laughs> but I did. not I just rolled around in the trunk of the car, right? <laughs> well, it, you were more of a hood on them. <laughs> Backseat middle hump. That was my nickname. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. Well, let me just wrap up on one last thing because I think I, this is one that I easily fall into when I am reminiscing wistfully about my childhood. Again, bringing up the point that I think all these articles and concepts come from the child uh, remembering things a specific way. And I really remember myself. As an outside kid, Helen Michelle and I both, you know, you got home and you played outside all day. And I can remember going up and getting your paper at a certain age on my bike. I can remember going to the Krispy Kreme and getting donuts for us on Sunday morning, uh, going to the bowling alley, yeah. <laughs> like things yeah. like that. And yeah. and I, I, it's something I think that our generation wrestles with a lot. Of, I want that for our child, but we suddenly feel like that's not an option. And I... I feel like there's this luxury that you guys just were like, sure, go outside. There's n- nothing could possibly go wrong. What did you, I mean, what was your thought process or was it truly a different time that led into the whole outside kid mentality for, for, for you? I think, I, I really think every age has unique fears and dangers that they try to protect their children from. And I know Mike and I both were influenced uh, by our parents, how they raised us in, in the particular, in particularly with our independence. Um, 
And so we also tried to incorporate that into y'all. And it was a hard act of balancing safety and your independence. And I think looking back at my parents and maybe I hear you looking back at us, my parents and we apparently did a really good job <laughs> of not showing y'all how costly it was to us mm-hmm. emotionally to get y'all independent so that you could ride your bike up over the railroad track and and all those things. Yeah, no, I I think that's exactly it because I I I, I used to I guess in my twenties uh, when I was taking care of some camp kids and I like had this moment of realization where I'm like, oh, when Papa said he was going in to kill that roach in my room and shutting the door, he was in fact probably not. He was just sitting in there and then came out and told me roach is dead. And I would feel good about going back safely into that room. And I can remember having that moment of like, oh, I just did that to this camper to make them feel better. Aha. And I think about it, it was around the same time where you, I was remembering you guys letting us go to the mall. You know, you would drop us off at the mall. Oh, no. And I I do wonder, and like, you can tell me now, you can admit to me, my thought was, bye, we'll pick you up here by the Ruby Tuesdays at like nine if you guys just didn't go and follow us around the mall. We did, and we (laughs) traded places with the only other, the only other parents in the mall were Jason Pate's parents. You know, Virginia Pate. Yeah, 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 exactly. And her husband, Buddy. And Mike and I, and it was just, we would just sort of split, and then, you know, two would roam and come back, and others would roam and come back. We never left y'all at Can I ask you, I can I ask you, was that because you were afraid of, like, somebody getting abducted, or was it, or something bad happening to, to I mean, was it, were you afraid of something of of other people like ca- causing harm or committing a crime against your children or was it you were you didn't trust what your children were up to and you <laughs> wanted to make sure that they weren't getting into trouble well we were there to protect them that really is the truth now they did get up to a lot of stuff <laughs> but now when they moved to high school but particularly junior year, we started letting them do a lot of things. And and Mike's philosophy, as he would, you know, direct to me, was you got to let them do this here, where if they get in trouble, they can call us on the phone and we can be there. Uh If you don't let them do these things, then what are they going to do when they go to college? So high school was really tough. Well, can we place? I do think we should wrap up on my favorite story, which is. I may not remember. Oh, you remember. (laughs) This was Laurie Cronk and I were going to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. And we were in high school and we had all worked out. We were going to the 10 o'clock showing or something. I guess it was like the nine o'clock or 10 o'clock showing. And we off we go and we get there and the movie doesn't start till midnight. So we go over to the, you know, crystals or whatever burger joint was across the street. And we try to call you to let you know that the movie's at a different time. This is pre cell phones, pre answering all this stuff. And you guys aren't there, so we sit down to have something to eat before you know, to make our decision. And I look up and over Laurie Crunk's shoulder, and who do I see parked in an alley across the street? But my parents 
watching us. That's right. Um, we had gone down to make sure you got in the movie. And so you guys, I never got. So we weren't in Holland until we That's got. Right. The movie's not on. That's right. So you not got... open. Where is the baby? That's right. So you guys we start circling out uh-huh. in front of the theater. And, um, so I remember walking over and you guys were like, why aren't you at the movie? And I'm like, why aren't you home so I can tell you what's going on with the movie? Exactly. Exactly. So, so yes, that is my yes, it, taught us a, it taught us a lesson. All a lesson. Uh, always <laughs> leave one at home. <laughs> well, Mama, I want to say two things. One, thank you for coming on and doing this. And two, thank you for really everything that you and Papa did. I, You know, we... All the, I guess, all of the pressure and stress and guilt and worry that you went through paid off because uh, I do feel a great sense of independence. And uh, I do feel capable as a mother because of the work that you guys did as my parents. And so thank you very much. And I love you, Mama. I love you, Elizabeth. And I just can't be happier than how you've turned out. You are now perfect in every way. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay, bye, Mama. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Teresa. Teresa. Yes. That was a good time calling my mama. That was. Now we're going to call your mom. Great. Who I think we should just refer to as Teresa's mom. Yeah. Because uh, eventually, well, eventually Simon's going to get into kindergarten. And yeah. You're going to walk into a classroom and everybody's going to go, hey, Simon's mom. Yeah. <laughs> You'll totally. just be known as that for the and rest of And then I'll be like, I have a name <laughs> to that five-year-old. Well, I, yeah, I did that to a five-year-old. She didn't care. <laughs> She didn't care too much. Um, uh, Beth, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Today, we are tackling the topic of wasn't life so much easier for our parents? Uh, And we have been talking about how each generation gets to selfishly assume that they are the only generation who has it harder than the previous generation and that there was only one generation that actually existed before them, (laughs) and that they had it really easy. So we've decided, uh, after spending the first half of the show agreeing that we do have it just awful. We have it so hard. Um, We thought we would allow our mothers to possibly correct us. Or just support us. Or support us. And just say, you're so right. (laughs) Life is so hard for you, baby girl. Yeah. Um, So uh, I kind of took the lead with my mom. So I'm going to let Teresa start us off uh, with some questions for you. Yeah. So, mom, I mean, (laughs) tell us, wasn't it easier? Like, because I know that you guys, like, you didn't have... You could leave us in the car whenever. Yeah. Like, whenever. To get your smokes. To go get smokes. To go get smokes or whatever. You could probably leave us home alone also. I know for a fact you had some contraption that tied me to my bed when I was a toddler, (laughs) so you didn't have to worry about me getting up out of bed, so don't try to deny that. Um, And... That does does sound easier. It does. It does. Because we have to, like, you know, walk our kids back to bed or whatever. Be nice to them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, genuinely, though, like, it does seem like there is a lot of pressure to, you know, really prevent every possible type of harm from befalling our children. And 
Good luck with that. <laughs> so tell us. Tell us. How much how easier, much easier was, was it? it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it does seem awfully exacting what you're supposed to be doing or not doing. Um, <laughs> I think in some ways we did have it a little bit easier, probably. Um, the one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? What? Okay. I was totally baiting you, but I know do you, you really think that you had it easier? No, no. In the okay. picture of my whole snapshot of my day, okay. Um, my stress, your stress, my grandmother's stress, well, whatever. Well, yeah, because I guess everybody. Yeah. Life is life is full of challenges and moments of hilarity in between. And I, I, you know, I, of course, different people in different contexts, different circumstances have different levels of hardship. But I guess I would say that for you, at least, Teresa, one of my, the first of three children I had, I did get to use a thing called a sleep safe for a while. <laughs> that makes it sound And what safe. that did was <laughs> when you were in, I learned that from my mother and she had it with my little sister and stuff. And then by the time you had gotten a little bigger and um, could climb out of your crib and stuff, it was no longer recommended. So I lost that cool thing, which was basically a Velcro strap that left you around your chest or tummy or something, and then it was strapped around the bed, so the mattress, so then you just wouldn't get up. You could sit up, and you could play with your teddy bear and blanket, but you wouldn't get up and climb out until you were a little bit older, and then it was like, nope, can't use that, which would have been much more handy with Fran, because she was... My Much sister. more wiggly and get upable than you <laughs> care. You are a better sleeper. So sweet dreams, yeah. Teresa. Mama's got to go watch L.A. Law. <laughs> right fine. now, leave us in the car was actually not a thing we could do at all. And there were moments when you know, like when Danny was finally, I used to have to drive him around for a nap because he would never, ever, 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 ever fall asleep. Unless he was in the car seat and after a while. Yeah, I remember And so I'd be like, okay, I'll take a little pretty drive up to the bridge and back and just look (laughs) around. And But I'd really want like a cup of coffee or something. And there weren't really the drive-thrus so much. But there was a little 7-Eleven with a little... And I could see him from the car and could I do that? And I'd just feel horrible doing that. Uh, and I was scared of getting busted and there were terrible stories. So I, I mean, even then it really wasn't cool to leave your kid. And I really rarely ever, ever even left them in the car for 10 seconds, but I did leave them in the car for 50 seconds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you, do you mind if I, no, yeah, no, no, no. did you ever feel, I think another one that, that comes up in this concept of why we have it so hard, uh, is that we put a great deal of pressure on ourselves to entertain our kids 24-7. Uh, we need to be making the flashcards. We need to be, heaven forbid, they have television for more than 10 minutes, uh, you know, a week. And there's like, this is a great deal of pressure to sort of engage them at all times. Uh, and that, you know, in a way, yeah. we're kind of raising idiots as a result who can't be creative and be, you know, independent thinkers. None of this, I think, is necessarily true. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, like but the we idea feel, that we have to have activities that right. they're interested in or toys that they're interested yes, in. Yes, but we, we feel... We can't just let them be bored. Right, right, yeah. But again, that the concept is, is assuming that our generation, that this is every, that this is only us. Only mm-hmm. we have this pressure to be entertaining all the time, uh, it, it, and that you guys 
were just like, go outside and play with some matches. Yeah. And like, you guys, <laughs> you guys just like left us alone. You guys just left like, us alone. And that that was really easy for you to do. Yeah. Is that, it, was that in Is fact that the anything? case? Is that yeah. anything? <laughs> Uh, is that a thing? I mean, I think, okay, I have a, a few thoughts about that. I think it's really, I, I remember um, when I had the kids begin in their little preschool, they could begin when they were two or very close to two in the school. And I remember some of the parents questioning the directors about what all the brain development you know, what all the activities they were going to be doing to stimulate their intellects and stuff like this. And it was very exacting. And that's not the director's approach at the school. And I remember thinking, man, I'm just not relating to that. I really wanted my kids to be just babies and young children and Mm. play. And how do you play with things? How do you share? How do you have fun and giggle and try new things. Um, so, but then at, so anyway, there was a pressure at, in those days to do these things, you know, I forget the name of the books and stuff, but the, the baby brain or I don't know, but you know, Mozart babies right. and stuff like that. There was a pressure for that, although I think it's greater now. As far as entertaining them all the time, you, you got me on that. I feel like that play was, much less structured and it was expected. I will say that w- that I didn't, it wasn't, kids, my little kids could play with each other, especially if there's more than one child, they can play or be at least interested somewhat or interact with each other. But it wasn't like I could go do my studying at that time or really get you know, get the bills right. done or do something that really took my attention. I could do some light stuff, but I really, they, I, I wasn't entertaining them all the time, but I had to keep enough of a eye on them to redirect or to help them out with something they get stuck or to give them a, a different thing to do. And that was kind of it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Are there, are there like, Things that you see me doing now that seem like you're like you're thinking that's different. I never did that, or <laughs> or you know what I'm saying, like for better or for worse. Like whether right. you think it's like yeah, what's a good idea or a bad idea? <laughs> what's, she, hey, what's she messing up? Okay, that's not the question. <laughs> that's not the question. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, are there things you're seeing me doing where you're where you're either you don't remember doing that or. Do you know what I'm saying? Or maybe mm-hmm. like take the pressure off Teresa a little. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or or, or do whatever. You feel, or do you just go like, oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> is it like is it does it feel the same or different? I guess. What what feel, and this might just be specific to to your approach and my approach more than generational. I don't know. What feels more apparent to me is you are more in a uh, very kind of you have a pretty good sense of routine for each child and what needs to be happening at any given time. Mm-hmm. And probably that was is beneficial knowing your children and what they need and how they work best. And um, my kids, you in particular, could have flown with, flew to this, to that, spontaneous. You were very go with the flow. If we're out, we're out. If you take a nap here, here. If we're home, we're home. 
if we eat, we eat. You know, I mean, you had a basic routine, but it, it wasn't so structured. It, it seemed like it probably helped Fran more to have a routine and to some degree, Dan, he's kind of in the middle. So, Well, I have I a think, question. I have a question yeah. about that. Just again, cause a lot, I think a lot of the things that we deal with as parents is, is perception. And, and, and I, mm-hmm. I do wonder, listening to you say that about Teresa, is that really who she was as a child, or did your attitude as a first-time mom and your expectations as a first-time mom play into that? Like, I mean, like I have friends who, you know, kind of do the same thing. They take the kids everywhere. The kids go I mean, are very, like, unstructured, and because they themselves are very unstructured. And the, the kid turns out fine, but they, they didn't feel that they never even got into the structure the structure, the routine, and, and it never bothered them if their kid cried out <laughs> in the middle of the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like the things that happen because... There was a match of temperament, kind of? Yeah. I mean, I wonder, because like we don't take Ellis out at, you know, seven o'clock because he's usually asleep by then. We know that if we do, he's going to be screaming. There's a good chance he's going to be a real unhappy baby. But mm-hmm. if I don't care that my baby's unhappy, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean babies are babies and they cry, then mm-hmm. I might not see that as a stressful thing or a need to meet. So yeah, temperament, expectations, it, does, does that play into it, do you think, in your memory I, of it? For My memory of it is that I had an expectation that it just I mean, I, I think my expectation was I had spent a lot of time around little children mm. growing up. So I just kind of I wasn't really concerned about it. I just sort of flew, you know, I was, it was flowing. What changed in my expectations was I expected the sort of same sort of flow with the next baby and the next sort. Well, not by the next, but, you know, and things were really, really different. They had very different temperaments and needed different things. And so I had to adjust to that. Right. Um, and that was okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think the other to thing answer, for, I think, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I think to answer Biz's question was like, actually, no. Like, yeah. I think what you learned from Fran was that it was a temperament thing right. with me. Like, it wasn't yeah. your approach. Each it was child just, is like, different. Every child is just <laughs> totally different. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mom, what I, what I really want to ask you is like, I would love to just hear like, what was hard? Like, yeah. what, what really like, what were your stressors like on a day-to-day basis? Like mm-hmm. what was hard? If you can mm-hmm. remember. <laughs> I, re- yeah, I remember, um, you know, when I, so having enough childcare mm-hmm. and enough sick care and having, uh, because after a little while I was not very long after you were born, but a little while I was trying to complete a semester of, uh, graduate school and then after that internship and I went slowly but still take you know time time away from home half time every week or and then gradually more than that and so and then work I mean there was a little bit of part-time work in there so between your dad and I trying to figure out um, who's home who can be here and then get your schedule and then it starts rolling and then when a baby is or toddler is sick too then mm-hmm. There's that, and then trying to make headway, make money, be responsible to all different places at once and feeling stretched out of your mind, and then being really, really tired at home, and then still having nothing getting done. Okay. So that <laughs> or, sounds like you know, exactly. being tired. Oh, sounds Probably. easy. Sounds easy. No, but it's no. Not, yeah, no, it's, it sounds very easy. No, but what's amazing about that is like that just sounds like you're just describing 
everyone's My, life. Yeah, everyone's yeah. life. Every, like, yeah, everything. Every, like yeah. if you're on our if you're on our um, one bad mother Facebook group, just like the stuff that we we hear our listeners saying they're struggling with day after day. You right. Know, it's like yeah. I mean, it was hard. I mean, there's not yet. We were climbing. You know, we were just getting out of adolescence when we started being <laughs> parents. Um, so you know, there's not enough money. There's an awful lot to do and we have to be responsible to every which way so you know I will also say you guys oh I'm sure your listeners hear this sometimes too and you do too it's just such a weird thing because they're also like the happiest there's part of the happiest of my entire life right right so there you go. I don't get it. It's just the way life is. It's so. like everything. I know. <laughs> um, it's everything all at once. This thing about perfect, just I don't know what to say about that. I kind of, jo- my jaw drops because I don't know about perfect children. I don't know about perfect homes and perfect days. I know that there's moments that are just a treasure and there's moments that you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what the, why, what's going on and this is just extremely hard day after day there's still dishes to do and I'm still tired and there's still so many things on the list and whatever and then there's all these family things to deal with and whatever so I just feel like life is full of challenges it's a I hope I love one bad mother for the messages that and community that you create you all create and your listeners create together to kind of just come together about stuff. I do I want to share one thing that jumped in my mind when you asked me about this call. Um I remembered that when I had the two little girls and I I remember walking them home from the preschool. There were <laughs> it was, we were not that far and we could walk sometimes and put them in the stroller or on the pet pack and be walking home and I'd be feel or or maybe they'd be with me or I'd drop them off. And I remember feeling like I wish so bad I had this little center and it was like parent center in the morning to just go like be with the other moms or the other parents and just like let your little baby crawl around and just take a few minutes to have coffee together or something. I remember wishing there was this little center and I used to talk to my husband about it. I just really want that. And I feel, you know, there was just, we didn't have internet and all that then. I feel like that's what is happening with what you've been doing. And I love it because it just went, oh, that's what you have. It's just, <laughs> you know. We're having coffee in our own houses, but That's yeah, right, but together. close enough. But together. We're, we're together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're going, <laughs> yeah. You're going, yay. Yeah. So, we do. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. And we we do have to end there, but um thank you so much for all of that. And I just think you're really cool and I'm really proud <laughs> that you're my mom. So thank you for everything that you do and you're cool. Thanks. <laughs> you're cool too. I love you. Thanks, love Biz. You. I, I'm okay. all, I'm cool too, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for you are. the show. Thank you. Okay. All right. See you later. Right. Bye. 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 M is for the many things you gave me. <laughs> eh, never mind. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. I like our moms. I like our moms, too. I, I just like moms and dads in general. Yeah. I think everybody's doing a good job. And I think one of the big takeaways is the fact that the concept is wrong, just like all parenting concepts. Yeah, it is. It's totally flawed. We didn't hear yeah. a single... I mean, 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it was thing, like, things are hearing different. your mom talk about all the childproofing yeah. in the house and like hearing my mom go like, what are you talking about with perfect this? Yeah. And that? Like, it just like kind of like I, big surprise. Yeah. It's just like the parent next door or the parent posting the perfect pictures on their blog or on Facebook yeah. is at, like five seconds after that picture, everything is going to hell in their house. You yeah. know what I mean? It's the same thing as can trying to compare what you're dealing with. Uh, with your parents or their parents, you know, and one yeah. day your kids are going to do it to you. And yeah. the idea that you're the only person out there is wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what stays the same generation after generation? <laughs> what? Mom's having a breakdown. Let's listen to a mom have a little mom rant. Great. <laughs> Hi, one bed mother. I'm calling with a rant. You know what? I really hate when people ask you, oh, are you tired? Did you get any sleep last night? <laughs> you know what? No, I didn't. I have a 16-week-old who's not sleeping more than two hours at night. I have a three-year-old who changes her personality every day and decides she's going to wear this or she's not going to wear this or she never wants to eat this or she's eating all the things, <laughs> whatever it is. And I made the horrible, horrible decision to calculate how many hours, in addition to the full-time job I'm working, I counted up how many hours I'm spending pumping or feeding my baby, and it's 40. I spend 40 hours a week feeding my child. And so, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking tired. But thanks for pointing that out. It makes me feel really good. Thanks, guys. For let me freak out. Have a great day. Oh, you can freak out. I want to hug her. I know. I Actually, I'm like, it just brings it up to the surface. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I mean, oh, I, you God. know, it's not like she's the first mom to call about sleep or being asked about sleep. She yeah. won't be the last. You know, yeah. it's... It is, and you know, no one's asking you that question to piss yeah. you off. But when you're in it, it is you don't you. It is so. It's such a painful reminder yeah. that it is really difficult what you're doing. That not having sleep is a killer, and and feeding is a killer with your body. It is it is a lot, and not getting the sleep is too much. It is too much, yeah. and there's and what we've. What we realize all the time is that there are periods in your life where there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. As try as you might, as much support as you can get, we go for stretches without the sleep. We mm -hmm. go for stretches where we're feeding nonstop. It, you know, it's it, it's part of it, and it, that makes it zero better. Mm -hmm. And it is really hard, and it is really true. Mm -hmm. It is <laughs> it is true. There's nothing that's a lie about it. There's nothing that's you know, made up or being blown out of proportion at all. It is really, really difficult. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I do wish we were there to give you a hug. Yeah. You are doing a really good job. Yep. And, you know, the, the good news is, is that it changes. I don't know when, and yeah. then something else will replace it. And then, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's take care of yourself, ask for the help, even be if that nice helps to yourself, and too. be really nice to yourself, and come up with a little line that uh, to say to people when they say, "Are you getting enough sleep? Are you tired?" It's like Teresa, like two weeks ago, being like, "It's fine." I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Being a mother of two is great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, find a little phrase like, I'm getting a lot of sleep. 
And in your head, know that when you say that, what you're saying is, I hope you trip on a crack <laughs> and stub your toe to a horrible point, and I hope that, like, mud falls on you or whatever. Like, whatever horrible thing you want to befall that person. Um, just know that that's what you're saying, mm-hmm. but in a language that comes out sounding like, I'm doing great. Because mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. So hang in there. Yeah. Um, and you can be rest assured that no generation that comes before you ever had a problem with sleep. <laughs> what did we learn today, Teresa? We Okay, there's there are two things that, there's one thing that I, well, there's two things we learned. Okay. And then there's one thing I, I do want us to touch on as we wrap up. Okay. Uh, we learned, one, that the concept of uh, the generation before us having it much easier, mm-hmm. being totally ignorant of dangers to our children, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, was better. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome, everybody. Yep. Sorry, internet articles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Upworthy or whatever, wherever you find these things. I don't think it's Upworthy. I don't think it's BuzzFeed. I don't know the internet, yeah. whatever thing, but whatever. Two, our moms rock. Yeah. I love our mamas. Okay. And they didn't mess us up and life was really hard for them. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I just want to tack on to that little part. Yeah. Like that our moms rock. And also, I think part of this idea that like things were better then and easier is that it feels inevitable yeah. that we turned out okay because <laughs> we're now here now. Right. So that seems easy to do all the stuff that was done before to get us here because right. it seems inevitable that we would end up here. <laughs> But it wasn't inevitable at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for our moms, they were clearly freaked out about doing a good job, just like we're freaked out about doing a good job. Right. Which leads me to how I would like to wrap today's show up, which is when our children are writing articles on the moon or wherever we are Mm -hmm. in the future, when uh, these things- their brains. Yeah. When our thoughts (laughs) just immediately go to Twitter directly. Yeah. And the thought police come and get us <laughs> because you're even thinking about yelling at your child. <laughs> Just imagining, like, I'm thinking about letting my child go get the paper. And yeah. then, like, crazy lady from across the street reads your brain and, like, calls the child police. Mm-hmm. Anyway, future everybody. Uh, what will our children say? We had it. I can't believe yeah. either what, did we, what was so easy for us or, yeah. better yet, I can't believe our parents, yeah. just like it's like, I can't believe our parents just drank throughout our whole pregnancy yeah. and let us like drive the car at three. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be things like, I cannot believe our parents were on their cell phones all the time and they let us even touch an iPad with all the brain cancer that comes out of I it. I know. And I think it's going to be, they had so much water. Yeah. They used water like morning, <laughs> noon, and night. They were just using water willy-nilly. <laughs> That's right. That must have been amazing. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That. Yeah. I think those are going to be, I think like. And like gasoline, I yeah, guess. Yeah, gasoline. Oil. I can't believe they drove gas cars. They just like drove around. Yeah, they did. And they just like. I don't know. They would have like coffee makers <laughs> with these like pods that you couldn't recycle. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, but it's so easy oh, don't to have the pouches. <laughs> I'm don't not even. I'm saying coffee pods. Uh-huh. I said coffee Say, pods. Mm, that's a little too Co- close to home. Hitting <laughs> I can't a believe my mother fed me out of a pouch. <laughs> oh. All right. So everybody, <laughs> the takeaway from this is go ahead and let your kids. Eat out of a pouch. Let them drive around in like in car 
you know, gasoline-driven cars. Let them, you know, watch some TV. Let them do all the things because eventually they're going to look back and tell you you did a horrible job letting (laughs) them do all those things, just like every generation before them. It's our 100th episode. The big universal as day one of our first episode is this is hard and nobody really gives a shit. Yeah just like it was for our parents and their parents and the parents before then. So congratulations, 100th episode. And that you are not, in fact, alone Mm -mm. in anything that you are feeling. Bad days, good days, screaming kid, macaroni on the floor, quinoa, like whatever it is, it's getting smashed in your face or your hair right now. You smashed it in your parents' face. And they smashed it in their parents' (laughs) face, okay? So there's a great universal collective of shared experience. And once again, we have got to get our brains thinking that way Mm -hmm. and stop feeling isolated and stop feeling like we're the only ones and stop feeling like so-and-so must be doing it better than us yeah. and we must be doing it wrong and instead all look at each other and just be like this is hard you're doing a good job yeah you know and because you are yeah and we all are and you know the best you can do is tell your kid every day that you love them and that there is nothing they can do that will ever make you stop loving them mm-hmm. and you will be okay and yeah. they will be okay yeah Teresa yeah thank you so much for doing this show with me a hundred times dude dude that's so cool it's really cool you're welcome and thank you for having me it's been great yeah let's change everything okay (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, you are doing a really good job thank you so are you biz thank you and we will talk to you guys next week bye Bye. i got to low down mama Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you are listening. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.